Welcome to the best faith and sports podcast on the planet. Faith Out Front is one of the many voices of the Fellowship of Christian Athletes of Cleveland and Northeast Ohio. The conversation you're about to hear will demonstrate how the power of Jesus Christ is active and alive in Northeast Ohio through athletes and coaches on the professional, college, high school, junior high, and youth levels. Through FCA, the transforming power of Jesus Christ engages, equips, and empowers coaches and athletes to unite, inspire, and change the world through the gospel. Robert Kylo is the Metro Cleveland and Northeast Ohio Director for FCA. Nobles Darby is the Area Director for FCA Metro Cleveland. Today's guest is Bryson Haynes, Senior Manager, Youth Sports Outreach with the Cleveland Cavaliers. Now, let the conversation begin. What is going on, everyone, and welcome back for another episode of Faith Out Front. I am Noble Starby the Fourth, one of your co-hosts, and I'm joined, as always, by my brother from another mother, my co-host, Robert Kylo. Robert, what is going on, my man? Nobles, I got to tell you, pumped to be here. Always a blessing to serve with you. No, Bryson's in the house and know enough of his story that those that are tuning in today are going to be abundantly blessed. Yes, sir. And as you heard it, we are joined today by our brother and our friend, Bryson Haynes, Senior Youth Manager for the Cleveland Cavaliers and Cav Youth Sports. Bryson, good to have you with us, brother. How you feeling, man? Man, I'm good. Uh, glad to be here, man. Absolutely. Well, listen, Bryson, we want to jump right into it, man. Um, we've been looking at uh, doing this podcast interview with you for quite some time. Um, from what we've known about you over this uh, shoot, it hasn't even been a year yet yeah. that yeah. we've connected. It, God is certainly on your life doing some amazing things um, in and through you, um, even beyond the Cavs. But we'll dig into all of that, man. But first, th- this, wasn't, this wasn't in the notes, but I wanted to ask you this, man. I, I want to get straight into it. Robert, I'm going to get straight into it and go somewhere with Bryson. Tell me, man, are, are the Cavs going to make the playoffs this season? Um, they have an opportunity to play in the playing game. Um, I think if we finish strong, I think there's a possibility, um, you know, to, to get in a playing tournament. And, you know, we'll see what happens from there. So, you know, we're all cheering. We're all rooting for the home team to see if they can make a push late. Um, there's about uh, maybe about 15 more games um, to go. So, you know, I'm excited. Um, you know, this is my first year with the Cavs. So we'll see. I appreciate it, man. You know what? You 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 held no biases, even though you're not a Cleveland guy. You you answered that like a, a smart Cleveland fan. So we, 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 we appreciate it. You're all right with us, brother. All right, all right. You can come right. back to Faith Out Front anytime. All right, all right. Appreciate it, appreciate it, appreciate it. Hey, man, but Bryson, this, this podcast, man, um, is entitled Faith Out Front, and it really stems from being able to highlight individuals in our sports communities um, who really put their faith out front. And so I, I want to jump into this, man. Um, and I think a key question to ask as it pertains to even putting your faith out front, mm-hmm. why don't you share with our listening audience, how did you come to the Lord and what was your process uh, to salvation like? Let's start there. Um, well, I mean, the road to salvation is, is pretty long, um, you know, specifically for myself. You know, I grew up in the church and was familiar with scripture, familiar with God, um, but didn't know him on a on a personal level um, and was more about, oh, you know, this is just what we do. You know, we go to church on Sundays. We go to Bible study on Wednesdays. We go to choir rehearsal on Fridays. And that's pretty much it. And we pray on Sundays. And that's pretty much how, you know, I, um, you know, had a, a understanding of who God is um, and who he was um, until I got older. Um, and once I started to embark on adult life. And adult life hits you pretty hard, um, unexpectedly. 
I understood that there has to be um, a deeper meaning, a deeper understanding of who Christ is. And once I realized that maybe in my mid 20s, um, I asked God to actually, you know, come to me. And, um, you know, God was always there. I know, you know, those who are familiar with the scriptures, it talks about Peter walking on water. And when he started to sink, all he had to do was call out for Jesus and he was right there. And I think I had, you know, got in a um, situation or a, a place in my life where I really needed God to show me himself. And I really needed to see his face um, like never before. And it wasn't going to just be, you know, uh, a ritual or something that I had been doing previously. I really needed an encounter with God. And he showed up in my life as he's continued to always show up in my life. Um, and that's, you know, how I came to encounter him and actually begin um, this journey with walking side by side with him. You know, that's an amazing question, Nobles. I'm glad you went where you went. And Bryson, for you to answer that, it requires faith to step towards Jesus. You stepped out of the boat in relationship with him, hit solid ground. We all experience mm-hmm. adversity, though. Mm-hmm. Winds and waves come against us. Walk us through how you've continued to put your faith out front. How is it for our listening audience you've been able to maintain such a vibrant relationship with him as you've walked out life? I think that's the biggest thing that you alluded to, Robert. It's about um, having a relationship. And if you have a relationship with anyone, it takes time. Um, it takes communication. It takes humility. Um, I would say the closer I've gotten to God has been through uh, my marriage. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I believe that, you know, our wives, um, for those who are uh, us of our, that are married, uh, all three of us are married, um, is the Holy Spirit in the flesh um, mm. because they are our help me, um, which is the same thing as the Holy Spirit. So I think as I've continued to be, um, you know, in this journey within my marriage um, going on 10 years, that has bring, brought me closer to God than I ever have been because it has taught me to be more like Christ than any other situation that I've ever been in. Um, and I think that has given me the ability to lean on God as showing um, him showing me myself through my wife, um, you know, my flaws and all and realize that I haven't arrived. I'm still a work in progress. Um, but as long as I stay close to him and in his presence, um, you know, the sky's the limit for me. Wow. Beautiful. No, amen. I, that'll preach. Uh, amen. He's preaching already. <laughs> you know, we're only a couple of questions in. But Bryson, um, let, let's go a little bit deeper. Okay. So you just alluded to how God has really matured you uh, spiritually. Um, through your marriage and you and your wife just experienced something even within this last year Mm -hmm. of how God literally uprooted you from one city, brought you here to Cleveland. So talk to us a little bit about what that process has been like. Uh, What is it that God has revealed to you all through that? Because he could have called you at any time. Mm -hmm. He called you in the midst of a global pandemic Mm -hmm. to Mm -hmm. a new city. Mm -hmm. So talk through that. You know, how did that process challenge your faith? Uh, What are some lessons that you learned through that process that you could share with our listeners today? Um, wow. Um, loaded question, Nobles. It is that 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 Peter getting out of the boat, walking on water. Um, I always had an ambition and a drive to move further along in my career um, as it pertains to the game of basketball. Um, coming from Atlanta, but originally from Los Angeles, um, having been born and raised there for 30 years. Um, you know, when I met my wife, you know, she's from Atlanta and she was like, well, you know, a condition on marrying me is uh, we got to move back to Atlanta. And I was like, yeah, okay, sounds good. You know, so we got married. And, <laughs> you know, after we had our first child, um, you know, that nudge came that, hey, you said that we were going to move to Atlanta. What's going on? 
Um, and I was a little bit hesitant at first, um, but I trusted in God and, and we moved to Atlanta. Um, so we were in Atlanta for about seven years. Um, I worked with the Atlanta Hawks for five of those. And I started to see um, a place in my life where I'm like, OK, I think it's time for me to start, you know, giving getting into the upper echelon of my career. And I had told my supervisor at the time, John Babel, with the Hawks, this is what I wanted to do. And I started to invest in myself. So I started to show up at All-Star Games, uh, work All-Star Weekends with the Junior NBA, and really just immerse myself in the business of sports. Um, and then I got a text message from John that said, hey, this uh, position is opening up in Cleveland. I think you'd be perfect for it. And first thing that popped in my head was Cleveland, you know, no disrespect. But I had never been here in Cleveland. I understood that it was cold up here, just like it's cold right now, um, and never have experienced, you know, some real snow. I was a little hesitant. Um, so I sat on it a couple of days. Um, but like I said, you know, back to alluding to my wife being the Holy Spirit in the flesh for me, um, I went to her and said, what do you think about Cleveland? And she looked at me like Cleveland. And she said, what What about Cleveland? I said, well, this job position just opened up with the Cavaliers and, you know, John sent it to me. And I think um, you know, I should apply. So she stopped. She thought about it for a minute. Um, and I know that was her getting her download from God. And she said, well, hey, apply, you know, if it's for you and if God wants us to be there, that's where we'll be. Um, that was a Monday night. I did the application that Monday night. I got a call from the Cavaliers that Friday. Wow. Wow. <laughs> you know, Bryson, I, I want to interject this because you said the phrase and amen and mm -hmm. welcome to Cleveland for all of us. But a Holy Spirit download, mm -hmm. you talked about encountering God. Mm -hmm. There's some people that are probably listening right now that are thinking to themselves, Holy Spirit download? Mm -hmm. What's that all about? You mean I can actually experience and encounter the living God through the Holy Spirit and the Word of God? I think that's important because for us to put our faith out front mm -hmm. requires to have faith in a God who's still speaking. You want to speak mm -hmm. to that? Because he's clearly called you here and he's moving powerfully through you. Definitely. I think that's a part of prayer that maybe um, a lot of us aren't taught. Um, is that the relationship with God is a conversation. It's not just you pray and then you get up and walk away, but it's actually allowing God to to speak uh, to you and through you, um, whether that through his, through his voice, through his word, or through, through you know, brothers and sisters in the faith um, to be able to speak um, to you on his behalf. Um, so I think, you know, it's all about relationship. And as the more I talk to God and commune with him, I'm able to hear his voice in a way that no one else can hear as far as for me personally, because it's about relationship. So God talks to me in a way that I know, OK, that's God. You know, it could be different from you, Robert. It could be different from you, Nobles, as far as how, how you know God speaks to you. And I know how he speaks to me very vividly. Um, so when I hear God's voice, I don't ever have to question, is that God? I know for a fact when it's God and when it isn't because he speaks to me specifically. So I think as it pertains to having that relationship, having that encounter with God, it takes a personal relationship with him so that you may hear his voice um, and you know that it's his voice because, you know, there are naysayers. There is, um, you know, Satan who comes to steal, kill and destroy and he's a counterfeit. So sometimes you may hear some things and you think is God, but you want to know that without a shadow of a doubt when you're moving, when you're speaking, when you're thinking um, that you are hearing God's voice and you're moving in his presence. Well, well, clearly, Bryson, you heard God's voice uh, because awesome. you allowed and you trusted the, that that voice to lead you one from Los Angeles to Atlanta. Mm -hmm. uh, you connected with your wife, your helpmate, um, your favor from the Lord, and now here you are in another 
um, city. And it, it's so profound, man. You and I were talking, and we talked about what that process has been like for you, um, being moved from Atlanta to Cleveland. Clearly, you had to hear God's voice. Mm-hmm. Clearly, you had to know it was him. And now you're here, and you're seeing how God is moving um, through your role. And I want you to talk a little bit about, man, uh, you are... Uh, still an athlete to mm-hmm. this day. Mm-hmm. You know, you, you've been playing basketball. You've played at different levels. Talk to us a little bit about that. But I want you to also talk to uh, what is it to be a young athlete and you want to hear God, right? Mm-hmm. You want to know what is my purpose outside of athletics. You just talked about hearing God's voice. And we have some young listeners that tune in. And I want you to speak to those young athletes, um, both male and female, who are listening. How can I hear God as a young athlete, mm-hmm. and understand that my purpose exists beyond these four lines or what I can do mm-hmm. with just a basketball in my hands or a football for that matter. Yeah, I would say, you know, it goes back to that relationship and really giving God uh, the gifts that he has given unto you. Um, any gift that you have has been given um, freely by God, not because you deserve it, not in that any of us deserve, you know, but it's because of God's grace and mercy that he gave me the ability to be an athlete and basketball, you know, was the sport. Um, and what I always talk about is, you know, my prayer was always, God, I just want to make it to the NBA. I just want to make it to the NBA. I just want to make it to the NBA. Well, that's such a broad prayer. And if you if if anyone outside of the faith would hear that and they would say, oh, you know, Bryson, you didn't you know, get your prayer answered. Well, actually I did. I'm in the NBA. I work for an NBA franchise. So it wasn't in the way that I thought. Um, But, you know, we know God's ways on our ways and his thoughts on our thoughts. So he still fulfilled my prayer to him just in his way. And I believe that I'm able to impact more people in the seat that I'm sitting in now than I would have if I actually would have been on the floor playing in the NBA. Well, platform, stewarding the gift. You shared that earlier, how Steph Curry is shining on a global stage Mm -hmm. because he's stewarding the gift earlier in our conversation prior to going on air. Talk about that a little more. Stewarding the gift, walking in the platform, whether you're in the NBA, the way God's led you, you could be a junior high Mm -hmm. lacrosse player or anywhere in between. Mm -hmm. What does it mean to you and to this listening audience to steward the gifts of God that he's given each of us with the platforms he's uniquely created. Well, those of us that, you know, that know the scripture about, you know, the talents, um, I believe that God has given me multiple talents. And the last thing I want to do is when I see him face to face, when I leave this earth is to hear that I've been lazy and wicked um, mm. because I had not um, used my gifts and steward my gifts that he get that he gave me to glorify him. Um, and that's a long journey um, because as we we grow in faith, as we grow just in, in, in our age and life happens with, you know, getting married, having kids and things like that, sometimes you can lose sight of your actual gifts. And many of us in the church put our gifts aside um, for the, uh, you know, for the benefit of our family sometimes, especially, you know, as men, as fathers, as husbands, sometimes we say, OK, we got to go get that check. And now that, you know, that gift that has been tugging on me for so long has to be put on the back burner. Um, But, you know, if we know about, you know, the life of Jesus, he even told his parents, why are you looking for me? I'm about my father's business. Mm -hmm. And that was one of the things that I've, you know, have stood on, you know, even in, in my marriage, you know, having, having, you know, those difficult conversations with my wife is, you know, I'm going to go out and do this and I'm not going to get paid for it. But I believe that this is what God has called me to do. 
Um, and just, you know, I just want to share a quick story about that is how I even um, got to this point had to, with volunteering. Um, how I got on with Atlanta Hawks, I was volunteering, coaching basketball at a local church. And someone else, another guy was there and he had worked for the Atlanta Hawks. And he and I had just started talking about basketball, started talking about, um, you know, our faith, started talking about, you know, things that we wanted to do in the community. And he said, well, by the way, I also work for the Atlanta Hawks. And I said, wow, that's cool. How do you how'd you get on with that? And he said, well, you know, someone just introduced me to so and so. And, you know, I've been with them for a couple of years now. And I said, well, can you do the same for me? And he said, sure. So, you know, he invited me to a camp. Um, I met, you know, John and, and Rashana at the, at the time. And, you know, the rest is history. So I think, you know, having being a, a steward over your gifts is one. And the other thing is being a servant. Mm. So I realized that no matter what I do in life, I'm always to serve, even if I'm getting paid for it. So even in my capacity to, with, the, with the Cleveland Cavaliers, though I am paid and reimbursed, for the job that I do, I know that my job is to serve. Um, and once, you know, you have that attitude, whatever gift that you may have, whether it be in sports um, or any other uh, realm, I would say have a servant's attitude that your gift is not for you. It's for others and that your gift is supposed to make room for you, as the word tells us, and it'll make room for you to glorify God. <laughs> I'll it. tell you again, you are preaching here today, Bryson. It leads to this question. Youth sports. Mm -hmm which you're so intricately involved in, typically sometimes sports is all about winning. I just got to win at all costs, mm -hmm. no matter what. Get out of my way. Mm -hmm. I'm winning. You just talked about servant leadership. Jesus Christ said the greatest leaders, the greatest winners are the greatest servants. How have you been able to walk that out in stewarding your gifts to win, but to win for the kingdom while serving others? Because I think there's a lot of young people and probably adults listening to want to know how do you take the biblical standard of Jesus Christ mm -hmm. as a servant leader and walk that out in sports, even at the youth level? Thoughts on that? Um, yeah, I think, you know, uh, so much is put on winning and losing um, and not put on how to play the right way, how to have a high character, how to be a good teammate and how to just learn um, about life. And what I tell everybody is that I don't teach the game of basketball. I teach the game of life through basketball. So basketball is just a tool um, because the ball eventually is going to stop bouncing. Like I said, you know, I, I play college ball and, you know, I don't play basketball anymore as frequently as I used to. So the ball had to stop bouncing for me to where I'm no longer a professional athlete. But now I'm using that gift and that tool to be able to pour into young people and those who who desire to whether, you know, play the game of basketball, coach the game of basketball, or be involved in the sport um, somehow. But it all involves, you know, teamwork. It all involves relationship. It all involves communication. It all involves having an understanding of the game. Those are all principles of the Bible, of actually having an understanding, a concept of who God is and what he's able and what he wants to do through you and for you. Um, having an understanding that it takes a collective because the, 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 the church is not the four walls. The church is the body. So understanding that you need teammates, you need brothers and sisters around you to hold you accountable and for you to hold them accountable as far as, as we going through this walk together. So as that brings the team concept in. And then when we talk about walking and working out your salvation, which means 
if I want to do something great, we talked about Steph Curry earlier, Robert, is that he has a gift, but he's been a great steward of his gift of being able to be a great shooter, which means he has put the time, the sweat equity in to be able to become the best shooter that we've ever seen is because he puts that time in. So when we talk about fruits, when we talk about wanting to glorify God, wanting to do things for the kingdom, it's about putting in that work. It's about putting in um, that time in the off season. Um, and you, you never know when your off season is. Um, that you may, you know, be experiencing, you know, some setbacks, um, some heartache, some pain, but God is preparing you for something greater. And you have to realize that during this time in our off season, this is where we really put in the work. So we, you know, those who have heard the story of Jesus going on in the mountain, being tempted by the devil, that was his off season. Mm-hmm. That was his off season wow. to, to, to fast 40 days and 40 nights. And it's so hard. He was hungry. And then after that, he got tempted and he overcame that. And then after that, he was like, okay, now I'm in season. Now I put in the work in the off season to know how to pray, to know when to pray, to know how to call out to God, to know how to abstain from things that even though that are they're, they're good, food is not a bad thing. So it wasn't like he was abstaining from anything negative. He was abstaining from something good. So sometimes we have to be separated even from the things that are great for us, you know, food, people, TV, Social media, some of the things that we may use in our everyday life to do our job, we may have to abstain from that for a minute, for a season to get closer to God so that he can prepare us for our season that's coming up. And I think as you continue to prepare, you know, in in your word and scripture and in sport, it puts you in a better position to win Um, because, you know, we've all heard the saying, if you fail, uh, those who fail to plan, plan to fail. Wow. Man, the the way Bryson is in here dropping this word, we got to start passing the collection plate around the studio. <laughs> I know. Do we have one around here somewhere? My goodness. We, we might have to find one. I'm chipping in. Man, there, there's so much to unpack, bro, in everything that you just shared. But there's two things that I heard, um, two consistent themes. Mm-hmm. I heard discipleship mm-hmm. because it's about modeling, right? Mm-hmm. It's about modeling a lifestyle that... At those that are following you mm-hmm. can understand and see, okay, you said this is, I'm not teaching basketball, I'm teaching life. Mm-hmm. That That is discipleship, mm-hmm. true in its truest form. Then I also heard the principle of sowing and reaping. Mm-hmm. What you put in is essentially what you're going to get out. And when I think about the relationship that FCA has established with the Cavs over this last year, which you've played a phenomenal part in, we're on the verge of launching our Full Court Faith Youth Basketball League, which mm-hmm. I'm so excited uh, that it's finally here. Yeah. Um, through a lot of blood, sweat, tears, <laughs> you know, we've, <laughs> we've arrived at this moment. And you know, yeah. because yeah. you've been a part of this since the beginning. Mm-hmm. And, you know, even when I think about the timing and how God brought you, you know, to Cleveland in the midst of everything kind of jumping off with FCA and the Cavs. I mean, that's a whole nother story mm-hmm. we can share. But I want to ask you this, man. We, we're talking about going back to what you shared about discipleship and then sowing and reaping, uh, knowing that we're about to launch this youth basketball league, what are some things that you, you're you sensing and you're seeing um, that as we prepare to launch this league together, mm-hmm. together, what is it that you really sense God doing through this league as it pertains to discipleship uh, of our young athletes and also the the principles that will be sown, which we're praying as the scriptures talk about, once one sows, mm-hmm. one waters, but God gives the increase. Speak mm-hmm. a little bit about that, what you sense God doing in our youth through this basketball league. Man, just to be a part of this is definitely God. I, you know, I couldn't have dreamed of this in a million years that um, I, you know, heard of FCA, was a part of FCA just a little bit down in Atlanta. Um, but to come up here and within a couple of weeks meet you two, 
Um, it was God ordained. And I think this is a an opportunity for God to show himself through the game of basketball like never before and through the sport. And I think as we you know talk about discipleship, we understand that Jesus had his 12 disciples. And as much as he talked with them and taught them things, he also said, OK, well, come with me and watch me. Watch how I do this. Watch how I do this. So they got a chance to not only hear him, but actually get to see him up close and personal. And I think that's what happens a lot of times is that, you know, we hear word, we hear scripture, we hear pastors and preachers, you know, giving great word. But very so often are we able to walk alongside them or be able to lean on them in a way to where it's, man, I'm struggling or I, I have questions about this or, you know, I had thoughts about this. And what I understand is that most young people are just most people in generally now because social media is like the thing now. A lot of us don't read. So you can find so many people have never picked up the Bible. So to me, I'm a walking scripture because I may be the only scripture that someone may see for that particular moment. So I know that through my conduct, my character and my conversation, I have to be light. I have to. So which means when I'm coaching, I may be the only scripture that these kids see. I may be be the only one who is influenced by Christ that they will see. And though I'm not, you know, running in a gym and saying, I'm a Christian, I'm a Christian, I'm a Christian. I let my, you know, my conduct, my conversation, I let that speak. And then that opens the opportunity of what it, what is it about Coach B that makes him so so nice, so great, so tangible, so open to talk with us? And then I'm able to share my faith. Well, it's you know it's because of my relationship with Christ that I'm able to do this, that I'm able to operate like this, and you can too. Um, I love I love it, man, and, and that's powerful. exactly what we're talking about with faith out front. That's mm-hmm. the heart of this podcast, right? Because you you just said you understand that God's given you a platform, and we talk about this in FCA all the time, the influence of coaches, mm-hmm. which our mission being to lead every coach and athlete into a growing relationship with Jesus and, and his church, but then our vision to see the world transformed through the influence of coaches and athletes, mm-hmm. you know, and so you understand, and, and this is something that, you know, I love about FCA is that it's the influence of a coach. It's the modeling. It's the discipleship. Um, being able to put your faith out front in a way that, you know, a third grader all the way up to, you know, a college senior mm-hmm. can understand. Listen, there's something being modeled in front of me that I have to see, that I have to take hold of. Because like you shared, these kids may not even be going to church, may not know anything about church protocols and all the things that you and I experienced growing up. But we ultimately understand the church was never confined to a building. Mm-hmm. The church was God's people. Where he's gathered, there he is in the midst. And so I'm looking at this league to what you just shared. This is our church. Mm-hmm. This is the 21st century church. This is the church for all these kids that are driven to social media, you know, all these different platforms. They're getting to understand Christ at a level that they can understand. Mm-hmm. One of the things that I love that we, we put out about the league is that, you know, between ourselves, uh, the Cavs and the YMCA is that. We're using basketball as a tool, but Christ is the mission. Mm-hmm. Christ is the mission because if it doesn't point to him at the end of the day, mm-hmm. it's pointless. Mm-hmm. And so, Bryson, I want to ask you this, man. Uh, you came to us at a time where the the world last year, and, and still is, you know, we, we currently see the trial going on right now with the police officer mm-hmm. um, that, uh, you know, was involved in the George Floyd situation. Um, you came to us at a time where civil unrest was pretty much as far as I can remember in my lifetime at an all time high. Mm -hmm. 
Talk to us about how do you see it from your vantage point working in the pro sports arena? How can sports unify people? Uh, well, sports is one of those things that um, has no creed, has no you know religion, has no race. Um, I think, you know, for the majority of my life, those who grew up that I grew up with that didn't look like me, I met through sports. Um, so, you know, my first sport was actually baseball. Um, so I played baseball and then basketball and football and, and, and soccer. So, you know, that, you know, that platform and that arena gives the opportunity for get, for kids to, you know, um, you know, build relationships with others who may not be, you know, the same culture, may not have the same beliefs, may not even live in the same neighborhood or area, but it brings them together for one common goal. And that is supposed to be what the body of Christ is. So the game of sport is 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 pretty much synonymous with what the body is supposed to be is of all of us coming together for one common mission. And that's to glorify God. That's to make disciples. And if you're doing that, you know, as a coach, you know, Jesus is 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 the greatest coach that we know because he not only, you know, led by example, but he you know, he taught the disciples, he taught you know, the 5,000, you know, how to pray. He taught, you know, the, the fishermen how to fish. He taught, you know, the gardeners how to sow and how to reap. So he was the best coach and he led by example and he led in a way to where they can grasp the concepts of what he was teaching from the young all the way up to the old. So that's what a great coach does is he's able to look at those 12 to 15 players on a bench, say the same exact thing. And from your best player to maybe your, you know, your rookie to your vet, they all get the same message and they all come and say, okay, we're all going to come together for one common goal. And that common goal is okay to win a championship, to win games. And then our common goal is to glorify God, to bring people into the, to the relationship of, of God and of Christ. So I think those, you know, those two are synonymous and they work very well. So this is something that I do naturally as far as the sports aspect of it. And you're talking about now I get to implement my faith into that. I don't that's a no brainer. That, <laughs> that's a win win situation. And I don't think, you know, I don't look at it as as work. It's my purpose is why I've been put on this earth. And God has given me this gift of, you know, being able to, um, you know, speak with young men and young women about the game of basketball. And usually that turns into conversations about life. And, you know, I'm just excited. I'm, I'm humbled to even be in this opportunity. I didn't know what God was doing when I first got here in Cleveland. But not even being a, a, here a year, um, I know exactly, you know, kind of the cusp of what he's doing and what, you know, he um, wants to do through me, through us, um, you know, that are all tied, you know, to him. Amazing. So much you just shared there. I mean, you're just bringing it home every single time. And what I heard there is that as a follower of Jesus Christ, our mission is to glorify God. We do that with character that's marinated in Scripture, obedience to Scripture, but we can also be excellent at mm -hmm. our craft. Mm -hmm. When I see you two gentlemen, I see what you guys are doing with Full Court Faith. I see Christ-centered character married together with Christ-centered excellence. You want to speak to that briefly regarding coaches, that you can still be the best of your craft, but you got to have the character linked in with the Lord to be able to maintain that level of excellence. You want to speak to that a little bit? Yes, definitely. I mean, your gift only gets you so far. Your gift will get you in the room, but your character will keep you. So there's many Amen. people of who have... Tons of gifts. And we know people who have gifts and we're just like, man, if you could just give that to God, the sky's the limit for you. Um, and I think that is the biggest thing is to understand is that as I am in this room, is in this field, 
it really and truly is a gift. And I have to treat it as such because, you know, he could take it away at any time or, or have me pivot and do something totally different. Um, so I, I'm just enjoying the moment, enjoying the process of actually, you know, doing what it is that God has called me in this specific moment at this specific time, um, you know, of, you know, of stewardship, of, you know, being responsible of, you know, and not, you know, not to say that, you know, Bryson is perfect. Coach B is perfect. I'm not perfect. I make mistakes just like everyone else. Um, and I think, you know, when you approach it from, you know, that state that, hey, you know, I don't have it all together and I'm going to point you to someone who does. Mm. <laughs> That's right. I'm going to point you to someone who is continuing to work on me and in me. And hopefully you allow him to do the same in you. And at the end of the day, I just want to hear well done. Well, that's the last thing I'd say, Nobles, I know you'll bring us home with Bryson. What stands out to me is your character shines through, as it does with you, Nobles, and God willing, mine as well. But when I think of FCA, we're a piece of a puzzle that God's weaving together. Well, I just want to make sure you know that, listening audience. Uh, we don't think FCA is the answer to all the world's problems, but we do partner for kingdom activities like the Full Court Faith Basketball League. And this just dawned on us the other day that if you look at the vision of FCA, as Nobles reiterated, to see the world transformed by Jesus Christ through the influence of coaches and athletes, praise God, you look at our mission to lead every coach and athlete into a growing relationship with Jesus Christ and his church. The only two words, rightfully so, that are in our vision and our mission are Jesus Christ. Mm -hmm. And you just said it better than I could. we got to point people to him. Mm -hmm. If every coach in America, if not the world right now, is listening to this podcast, from youth all the way down to the NBA or the NFL or whatever it may be. And you could just give them a charge to keep right now, Bryson, in a sense that if you could just hear me on this as a coach, I think you probably already said it wonderfully, but what would you also want to add for every coach that's listening right now? I would say every coach, um, lead by example. And I think you have to be accountable and be an example to those who are under you. And I think it's so easy for us as coaches and even as parents to say, you know, do as I say, not as what I do. But if we know anything about these young people, they're very influenced by what they see. And I think modeling what Jesus Christ was, who he is and who he always will be, I think should be your mission. Um, and if you do not have a relationship with him, I suggest you get one <laughs> because it's the best relationship that you could ever have. Um, you know, even, you know, being married to my wonderful wife for 10 years, Jesus, he and our relationship is better than her and I's. But me knowing him gives me the ability to strive to want to have a phenomenal relationship with my wife, to have a, a phenomenal relationship with my kids, with my brothers and sisters as well. So I think as a coach, continue just to model, continue to be that example. And even if you don't you know, know every scripture in the Bible. If you, you know, don't know how you, I would say, you know, just continue to lead by example. Um, because like I said, you can tell kids and young people everything under the sun, but they're really just watching you. You'd be surprised that, you know, when you get around kids, how they just stare and just mimic and watch and soak up everything that you do as, as a sponge as they are. And you have to really just be mindful when you're out there what are you putting your priorities on? Is it just about winning? Is it about building character? Is it about building confidence? Is it about building teamwork? What is it about? What is your mission? And so, you know, as a coach, you know, we just had a coach's clinic the other day. You know, one thing I told the, the coaches, the number one thing is when you're going into a practice or a new season, you need to have goals. 
You need to have a goal. What is your goal as a coach? If your goal is to only win, then you're missing the mark. Big time. You're missing the mark because you can win on the court and have every one of your athletes um, losing off the court, going through, you know, God knows what off the court. And the only thing they know about is winning on the basketball court. So how can we translate winning on the basketball court to winning in life? And that's my thing is that coaches need to teach our players how to win in the game of life. And there's only way that you can win is that. And that's having a relationship with Jesus Christ. That's the only way you can win. We already know the game is already called. We already know what the score is going to be. We already know we've won, even though we're going through these times of 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 uncertainty of, um, you know, things going on in our world in this world that, you know, that you know make make us um, sad and, and empathetic. Um, but we know at the end of the day that Jesus has the final say. Um, and when he was on a cross, he said it is finished. So, you know, just believe in that, that whatever God has said, it is going to come to pass and just continue to hold on that. So teaching our kids just, you know, about life and, and how to win in the game of life. Well said. Well, bro, I, man, I, I can't I can't add anything to that. We've been referencing Steph Curry a lot during this podcast, <laughs> and, and that was definitely a, a, a deep Three from the logo. <laughs> no end, doubt about to, it. To end this interview. So, Bryson, man, um, we certainly appreciate you carving out some time, man, to jump on the Faith Out Front podcast interview. You guys, um, make sure you guys check out Bryson, all the cool things that he's doing uh, with Cavs Youth Sports. You guys can follow him on Instagram at Cavs Academy Coach B. Again, that's at Cavs Academy Coach B. Um, they've got their summer tour coming mm-hmm. up. You want to uh, speak to that a little yes, bit? Yes, we have our summer tour kicking off June 7th. We'll be in Erie, Pennsylvania, and also Hudson, Ohio. Um, to check out, uh, it's on our website, www.cavsyouth.com backslash summer tour. You'll see myself, Coach Luke, Coach Jess. Um, we'll be ready to rock this summer. Yes, sir. You guys, if the Cavs Academy uh, Summer Tour comes into your city, make sure you register, sign your kids up. Um, they're going to be in for a phenomenal experience with some phenomenal individuals. But Bryson, once again, man, thank you, brother, for carving out some time. For Bryson, for Robert, um, this is Nobles. This has been the Faith Out Front Podcast. Thank you all for tuning in. Until next time, God bless you. Continue to seek his will for your life. Um, and may God prosper you in all that you guys are doing to build his kingdom. God bless. First, thank you for staying with us today. We designed Faith Out Front to be the best faith and sports podcast on the planet. And we also believe it carries a message that has the power to transform our world through the influence of coaches and athletes by honoring and glorifying God in everything we do. If you found today's conversation beneficial, please let us know on our social media platforms and tell us your story. If you know someone who would benefit from hearing today's message, please reach out and tell them how they can listen. Our mission is to bring you closer to God in your walk. Find this podcast on your favorite podcast platform and be sure to subscribe so you'll never miss a new episode. For Robert and Nobles, thanks for listening. Faith Out Front, the best faith and sports podcast on the planet is a production of the Fellowship of Christian Athletes of Cleveland. Copyright 2021.